This is Road to Beta. I'm Andy Moore. We currently live in the Wild West frontier of virtual reality, meeting for the first time with a mass consumer adoption. And one thing that we don't quite have yet is a language to describe VR experiences. After years of honing genres and playing new experiences on consoles, you have a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about if I described an FPS with time-pausing mechanics. You could probably guess with fair accuracy how fast the player character moves, how you would navigate the world on your choice of controllers, and what a victory condition is. If I told you I was making an FPS with time-pausing mechanics in virtual reality, you'd probably have to ask if I meant seated or room-scale VR before your follow-up questions about how locomotion works, or if you can even locomote at all. All of these experiences could be true, but we don't know how to frame these with quick quips or genre-defining phrases. We can't capture these in screenshots. We have no experience to frame these ideas against. If I showed you a screenshot of the action, a still freeze frame or two, you probably wouldn't be able to answer any of these questions or tell any of them apart from each other. We simply lack the words or the shared experience to accurately define how these things feel. Here's another example. You've probably seen a photograph of a blue whale, and you know that a blue whale is big. You know the scale of a whale as knowledge in your brain, but you don't actually know the feeling of that scale. Nobody plays Weaver's The Blue and describes the experience as, oh yeah, there's a whale in here too. They say, wow, that's a huge whale. That's a reaction you don't get at the art gallery. You've probably played other games with teensy creatures. Nintendo's Pikmin is a good example. And you've played games with much larger scales, such as the city-building game Cities Skylines. These scales are present in the screenshots and videos, and they map well into your expected experiences. You've played games like them before, and you know how they map into a 2D experience. What you see is exactly what you get from the final product. We've built a shared common language between the product demonstration and the expected experience. In virtual reality, it's possible to take a screenshot of a miniature creature by laying down and getting really close to a subject, but normal gameplay may actually be standing up towering over these small creatures. In virtual reality, a city building game might be played at walking heights, where you're walking down the streets instead of hovering above the city like a god. There's a certain grammar that's used when we're communicating about video games. If you think about it, you've never been able to interact with little ants crawling around in any FPS. But there have been games about ants. You can pick one or the other. You can have the small scale or you can have the big scale. And many things, such as screenshots and videos, tell us what fidelity of that experience is. If you see a screenshot of Counter-Strike, you know you're not going to be carrying ants around because everything about the screenshots tells you it's big. So yes, communicating what your game is about is difficult because we lack the shared grammar. We don't have the words, the screenshots, the tools, or even the experience or the expectation to rely on to convey what we're trying to get across. But on top of that, because VR is so new at this point, and because VR is not been established as a mass market consumer product, There's nobody out there that knows what any of this is like. As soon as people try the latest and greatest VR, they're always blown away. But before you try it, you don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like to put on a headset and you you look around and you have this sense of awe and playfulness and your mind's being blown by some of the amazing content that's been created over the last year. And 
you can't convey that feeling. The best you can do is show a screenshot or a video, but like we said, there's no grammar. There's nothing to describe that. One of our teammates here at Radial Games is Dr. Kimberly Vol. She compared this state of lack of knowledge to trying to explain to a blind from birth person what a painting looks like. You can technically describe it. You can say there's an arc here, you know, there's like a tree in the background and, you know, there's, there's mountains and you can even make like a, like a raised, like a stamp of the painting, right? And they could run their hands over it and they could understand it. They'd understand the specs. They'd know how big the painting is. You can tell them how many colors the painting has, but you will never be able to convey that feeling you get when you look at that painting. It's easy to describe the specs of VR, but until you actually try it, you don't get it. So here we are, we're making Fantastic Contraption, and we're trying to sell this. Like, we have a video game, we're releasing soon, we want to be able to pitch this to the public, we want to show it to press. One of the problems we have communicating about the game is we share a video of, let's say, first-person footage. It looks like any other first-person game. Like, it looks identical, and it draws the inevitable conclusions. If you see that video, you start assuming that that is what VR is like, and you start drawing comparisons to all those first-person games you've played, when in fact it is a completely different experience. So we thought, okay, why don't we put into the game an external third-person camera? A camera that kind of sits off to the side and we could put an avatar in place so you can see kind of what the player is doing in the space. And you could see we put in like a little sheep character and, you know, you can do a little dance and you can see on the monitor, you can see this little sheep doing a little dance on the screen. And we started filming that kind of footage. And it turns out that that footage is now indistinguishable from a third person game or even, you know, an RTS or a top down game. It looks identical. It looks the same as playing Tomb Raider, right? I mean, Laura Croft does a little dance on the screen as well. So once again, as a would-be consumer of VR content, you're totally in the right to draw conclusions that that experience plays the same, feels the same, looks the same. When, again, it couldn't be farther from the truth. We're having a really hard time figuring how we're going to make this work. And after some thought about, you know, Twitch streaming and, you know, how we're going to actually pull this off, we came up with the idea of instead of putting in a sheep avatar for the player, why don't we just put in a webcam footage? You know, let's do a webcam overlay. Let's film the player with a camera and in real time insert their body into the game world. And this is a pretty technical setup. It's, uh, we call it mixed reality. We use green screens and camcorders and capture cards. And we use Twitch streaming software uh, OBS to you know mix it all together and make it look beautiful. Looking at the footage we're capturing with this, it is more representative of VR than anything else I've ever seen. Being able to see a human in the space and seeing their motions mapped directly to the in-game action shows you exactly what the scale is it shows you exactly what the interactions are like. And it also shows you how the game world space actually overlaps with our living rooms or our bedrooms. It shows us exactly what the experience is like, at least to a degree that is visually distinct enough 
from third person or first person footage that consumers aren't drawing conclusions based on the footage. And we've shared a trailer. We've had a feature spot video from Unity. Um, we've shared a ton of screenshots and animated GIFs and all sorts of things online. And the community feedback has been, you know, it just seems like standard internet traffic. There's nothing exciting. But as soon as we started posting the mixed reality stuff, people were overwhelmingly positive about it. We've had so many messages from people saying that our videos have been changing people's minds on VR as a whole because we're finally providing people with, well, I hope we're providing people with a new vocabulary. We're trying to create a new grammar and we're trying to visually represent that in a way that could be understood at least a little bit by someone who has never experienced VR before. Maybe all these methods will be unnecessary. Maybe once most people have tried VR, maybe we won't need this tech anymore. But we really want VR to take off. We want VR to work this time, and we don't want the industry to crash again like it did years ago. So this mixed reality technology isn't something we're keeping to ourselves. We want everyone to use it. We're working with Valve directly to incorporate it into the Steam VR SDK, and we're hoping to get this to a point where it's an easy plugin that anyone can add to their game, and it's easy enough to configure and set up on your end that any Twitch streamer can enable it and broadcast your game in mixed reality. That's our dream. That's really what we're gunning for right now. We want VR to succeed. We're sharing source code. We're showing everyone how to do it. It takes a bit of setup right now, but we're trying to nail it down and make it great. But we're always on the hunt for new ideas. We're always on the hunt for figuring out, you know, what's a better way to show what we're trying to convey. Is there a better way to convey what it's like to be in VR without just putting someone in VR? Is that possible? What can we do to try? Well, this is one attempt at trying, and I hope if you're a game developer, you try it too. I hope if you're a game consumer, I hope that these videos will help you. But if nothing else, I hope everyone realizes that making games is really hard. Making VR games is even harder. And communicating about these games is the hardest of all. This has been Road to Beta. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced without pants by Radial Games in Santa Monica, California. Radial Games is Lindsay Jorgensen, Kimberly Vole, and me, Andy Moore. Find out more at radialgames.com. Special thanks this episode to Joe Ludwig at Valve, Devin Reimer at Alchemy Labs, and Kayla Kinnanen of Roadhouse Interactive.